Hello and welcome to The Court Jester, your weekly window into medieval madness. I am Cleopathenu, medievalist and storyteller, and today we're going thrice around the church. That's the title of today's story, and I know I promised that for February I'll have a theme of love stories, but you probably know by now that when we're talking Middle Ages, love stories are a very particular kind, so I would also describe today's story as a good old-fashioned medieval cooking story. So, expect all the usual cuckoldry jokes and your casual misogyny, because we all know women are the devil, and that's why they're so smart. If this is not something you're ready for today, I understand. I won't hold it against you. But if you feel you can consume it in context, let's get started and find out who went three times around the church and why. Our story starts in your standard medieval French town where a man is married to a woman and this woman has a passionate affair with the city priest. And every chance they get, they meet, usually behind some bushes. And every time they meet, they do what lovers do. They loved each other much and often. And on one day, the priest finished singing mass And as everyone was walking out of his church, he lingered to find his lover and ask her to meet him behind the bushes again that night. She agreed, a bit too eager if you don't mind me saying so. But as she was getting ready to get out of the house, her husband returned and he insisted on spending time with her. Well, that put a bit of a spanner in the works, but she did rush it. So instead of a usual three-course dinner, she just gave him one plate of food and made him done with it and started ushering him. Come on, husband, you're tired. You're ve- I can see in your face. You're very tired. You've been working all day. Eat up and go to bed. No, but I want to speak with you and sit and spend some time there. There will be time for that. There will be time for that. Now go to bed. You look tired. There was no dessert. There was no wine. There was no pottering about. And then after so much urgency, after so much pressure, the husband started thinking, look, she cares for me. I probably am a bit tired. Maybe the best idea is indeed to go to bed and and I can be with her tomorrow. And so he went to bed and she went with him. And then in a marvellous display of frustration, she jumped out. What am I thinking, she said. I'm out of thread. I was hoping to do some embroidery while you sleep, but I'm out of thread. You sleep, I'll just run to the neighbor, get some thread, and I'll be back before you know it. And she left. He fell asleep, and she ran to her lover. They threw their arms on each other, didn't even mind for the delay, and started doing what lovers do and what they set out to do. Of course, it had to be the night, that her husband woke up in the middle of the night, finding no wife beside him, sleeping or embroidering. He called the servants, where's my wife? She went to the neighbours to get some thread, said the servant. So the man got up and went to the neighbour in the middle of the night. Where is my wife? How should we know where your wife is, said the neighbour. She's never been here, she hasn't been for a few days. Why are you looking for your wife in our house? That whore, thought the husband, she's cheating on me. She has a lover. She's gone out to meet with someone. Who might that be? I've made a fool of myself. I went to the neighbor and now the neighbor knows that my wife has a lover. How did that happen and where is that whore? 
and he set out to find her. Twice he passed by the happy couple in the bushes. Both of them held their breath and he was none the wiser, but as he was going home after the second time, the priest told his lover, you should go home. He's going to be very upset. He's probably going to give you a hiding as well. I don't care, said the wife. He's not going to do anything. He's going to shout and make a bit of a fuss, but nothing worse is going to happen. So thank you for tonight. You go home and we'll meet again. And thus they went separate ways and she went back home to find her husband waiting for her fuming. You proven slut. Do you think me stupid? Do you think I wouldn't know that you have a lover? She looked at him with a blank face, saying nothing. Where were you? Whom were you with? Whom were you sleeping with? In whose bed were you? By God's name, and by God's blood, and by God's liver, and by God's guts, and by God's head? Have you been with a priest? It was a bit hard for her to keep a straight face, because by lucky coincidence he was spot on, but she did keep a straight face on and said nothing. You don't speak, don't you? I'll, I'll make you speak, he said, and walked over and grabbed her by the hair and, and on the other hand grabbed the knife and threatened to cut off her tresses, cut off her hair in shame when she finally spoke and said, wait, 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 wait. No need for that. I will explain. But promise not to be angry. Well, I can't be any more angrier, can I? said the man. Well, the truth is, husband, I am with child and I didn't want to tell you, but I was out performing a spell. That took a lot of his anger out, but not his suspicion. Speak, he said. The truth is, husband, that I am with child, and when I found out that I'm pregnant, this is what they told me to do. They told me to go to the church and go around the church three times and say the Lord's Prayer three times and then scrape out a hole on the church grounds using the heel of my shoe, specifically my right shoe, and do that for three days. And if the hole remains unfilled, I will have a son. If it has filled by the third day, I will have a daughter. So this is what I have been doing tonight and the other nights that I was out. But I didn't want to tell you because I know you do not like these things. But if you're going to kill me for trying to find out whether I'm going to give you a son or a daughter, then I suppose I'd rather tell you what's been happening than having accusations thrown at me and you calling me whore and threatening to cut my hair off. Well, that worked. Because his mood changed instantly and went from fuming to fully apologetic to fully defensive. How could I have known? He told her. Well, if you had said any of that, I wouldn't be so angry and I wouldn't threaten to cut your hair off and I wouldn't call you all these names. But you're pregnant, you say. And, and, and what did the spell show then? Is it going to be a boy or girl? It was inconclusive, she said. So I'll have to go back tomorrow and do it again for another three days. And thus, the couple spoke of it no more. And she ended up gaining several few more nights out of the house, going around the church as many times as she needed. And I will leave you with this bit of wisdom. There is no better way for a woman to get what she wants than to be married to a stupid man. And that was today's story. If you liked what you heard, please rate subscribe, 
and follow the court jester in all the platforms that you can imagine, especially the one that you're listening to right now. And find the podcast on social media. There's links in the show notes. Click, follow, come and talk to me about the episode, about things medieval, about other things you want me to do on this podcast. I'm open to ideas and I'm curious to see what you would like to listen next. One last thing before I go. As I keep telling you, I am a medievalist and storyteller and this is my labor of love. And if you're feeling generous, you can support the podcast on Patreon. And in return for giving me a sense of achievement, I'm going to give you bonus material, extra episodes and other good things, including a shout out of your name in the podcast. There's links in the show notes for that too. That is all for today. Thank you for listening. Until next time.